Hi, my name is Corinne Bendersky. I'm a professor of management and organizations at the UCLA Anderson School of Management, and I'm founder of Morpho Leadership Development. In this video, I'm going to talk to you about implicit biases and stereotypes in city government, and in particular, for people who are members of interview panels uh, evaluating job candidates. First, I want to answer the question why we should care about diversity and inclusion in city governments. Well, it makes us more representative of and responsive to the communities we serve, and that helps support our goal of being fair and merit-based organizations and departments. If we have more diverse teams, we can leverage each other's differences to make our teams as effective, creative, and cohesive as possible. And finally, when we have a workplace culture with a shared responsibility for being inclusive, that enhances everyone's satisfaction at work. I'm going to start by defining what implicit biases and stereotypes really mean. We form automatic impressions of people that are informed by both implicit biases, which are generally positive or negative impressions that we have about people based on the social categories to which they belong, and stereotypes, which are specific behavioral expectations that we have for people from different groups. I'll give you an example. You may form an automatic negative impression of a woman who's working in a very male-dominated field, like a STEM field. That's an implicit bias. You may also expect that woman to be very nurturing and kind, and those gender stereotypes about women may not fit your expectations for a successful STEM professional. There's a lot of research in social science that has shown how implicit biases and stereotypes that we form about people from different social groups impacts their work experiences. And I'm gonna share the results of a couple really uh, seminal studies with you. First is a study that was conducted in 2004 where scholars created a fictional resume. And they sent this fictional resume out to 5,000 real job postings around the city. And for some of the resumes, they gave the candidate a traditionally white American name like Emily Walsh. And for other candidates, same resume, they changed the name to be a, a stereotypically or traditionally African-American name like Lakeisha Washington. So they sent out all of these resumes with the candidates appearing to be either white or black based on the name of the candidate. Nothing else was different. And then they recorded how many of those job candidates were invited for follow-up interviews. They found that the candidates who appeared to be black were invited for interviews 50% less frequently than the identical candidate who appeared to be white. And this is clear evidence of implicit biases that systematically disadvantage black Americans compared to white Americans in terms of job opportunities. There's also research showing how implicit biases may affect perceived ability. I'm going to share another study with you, this time revealing the impact of implicit biases and stereotypes on gender. This was a similar kind of study in that uh, identical resumes were created this time for an undergraduate laboratory manager position, and they were sent to 127 biology, chemistry, and physics professors. 
half of the resumes were randomly assigned a female name and half of the resumes were randomly assigned a male name. And so the identical candidate was evaluated by these STEM professors as uh, appearing either as a male or a female student. And what they found is that those STEM professors considered the applicant who appeared to be male to be statistically significant, more competent, more likable, and more mentorable than the identical candidate who appeared to be female. Furthermore, when asked how much they would pay their laboratory manager, they were inclined to offer a statistically significantly higher salary to the identical candidate whom they thought was a man than a woman. So this is clear evidence of how those automatic impressions that we form about people based on gender stereotypes and implicit biases have concrete, tangible effects on people's job opportunities and compensation. Other research has looked at what happens when our group stereotypes are misaligned with professional expectations. And this research has found that we automatically and subconsciously form negative assumptions and low expectations about people who don't fit the mold. This can generate heightened skepticism and scrutiny of people from underrepresented groups, which in effect can create a non-level playing field for those people compared to the usual suspects or those who are typical of working in that environment. I recently had the good fortune of conducting a workplace climate assessment of a large city government. And I'm gonna share with you some quotes that illustrate how these implicit biases and stereotypes can show up in a city government. First is a quote from a Latino male who says, we all get along because we are similar, but if someone comes in and they don't fit in, it doesn't mean that our culture is bad, it's just that they're different from us. And I share this with you because it illustrates the idea of that lack of fit and uh, just the perception that people who are different, those coming from underrepresented groups, just may not be like one of us. This next quote is from a white male expressing some pretty explicit racial bias. He says there are large gaps in work ethic, department loyalty, and preferential treatment of non-white males. Now, this is coming not just out of this individual's racial bias, but also a perception of affirmative action policies that are intended to help support disadvantaged groups can actually be uh, creating a reverse discrimination experience that impairs the opportunities for people from dominant groups. Next is a quote from a white female who expresses the experience of being on the receiving end of that heightened skepticism and scrutiny about people from underrepresented groups. She says, everyone is always watching you and expecting you to fail. Even when you succeed, you don't get recognized for it. Everything you do is scrutinized. The microscope never goes away. And that experience of the microscope never going away can really create an obstacle to one's long-term job success. Finally is a quote from a black male who says, the loud and wrong ones have been expressing their opinions, but those of us with different opinions are ridiculed and bullied. And this is an expression of the suppression of voice that people from underrepresented groups may feel when they're trying to challenge the status quo opinions and points of view in an organization. I share these quotes with you to make the point that despite our best intentions, of being a fair and meritocratic city government, it is likely that biases and stereotypes do exist and may unintentionally be impacting our experiences with colleagues and evaluations of candidates.
So what can you do about it? Here are some personal debiasing techniques that I can recommend that you implement when you're members of an interview panel for the city in particular. First is to sustain whatever motivation you feel after watching this video to avoid treating people based on whatever biases and stereotypes you may have about them. And that requires being mindful and cognizant of how you are perceiving people from different social groups. Next is I encourage you to seek out opportunities to interact with people who are different from you. Interacting respectfully with people of different life and work experiences that you have and trying to do so with a goal of seeking to understand their perspective and doing so with humility that respects their truth, even if it's different from your own, can help reduce the strengths of your own biases about people from those groups. And finally, I encourage you to continue pursuing educational resources to further your own growth and development. And here I provide some really excellent TED Talks and books on the subject of race, gender, social justice, and debiasing um, opportunities and skills and toolkits. You and your colleagues on the interview panels need to really hold each other accountable to ensuring that your biases are not coloring your impressions and evaluations of different potential candidates. Thank you so much for your time and attention.